Hey, hey, brothers and sisters, welcome back to David the Guide's podcast. So weird to say that as myself, but I love myself, so I'm okay with it. Deal with it. This week, we're starting with a new segment. The segment is called Sessions. In Sessions, I get to do one-on-ones, one-on-twos, one-on-threes, or however many humans are in front of me. I like to get to know the human, get down to the nitty-gritty of what's really going on. I really freaking care about humans. I care about the people in my life. I care about you, and that is why I have this podcast to reach as many people as possible that are on that journey to find themselves discover themselves grow themselves and expand themselves my first guest is frank also known as frank Framesticks, a visual creator documentary maker filmmaker youtuber instagrammer photographer oh you name it he also lives full-time in his land rover defender called foxy landy he has been so important in my journey in building my new sweat lodge documenting it and putting his hands to work and he also is a firekeeper at my sweat lodge my favorite firekeeper of all time although i love them all let's dive right in hey frank welcome good morning uh, good morning good morning we're here having coffee at uh, a bohemian beach house which is which is my house um in Eirepaki, Iceland. A beautiful house. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy to have you here, sleeping in my house. And um, it's bring, it brought me a lot of lot of things, and a, an immense amount of things. And I like your energy, I like your vibe, I like what you stand for. And I um, feel very privileged to be part of your journey. Mm. And that's why part of my process of becoming a podcaster or whatever you would say i really want to dive deeper into like the relationships that i have and you're one of those strong relationships that i have nice yeah right that makes me feel good oh that's good you feeling good makes me feel good oh nice (laughs) (laughs) so this morning um we woke up and had some coffee and and uh i was talking or actually i was doing my morning session my routine and doing my writing and and get into my stuff and and frank just kept getting chatty and um which is welcome you know not really in my ritual space but that's when i just said frank if you're gonna keep talking i'm just gonna put a mic on you so he kept talking and now he has a mic on him so how do you feel i feel good i mean i'm laying down on the couch super comfortable with my cup of coffee and uh there's just a microphone in front of me but, you know, talking is a family trait in my family. Yeah. So, like, you know, we, we're good at this. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying we always talk, like, good things or interesting things, but we do talk a lot. Yeah, that's great, yeah. man. So, yeah, I want to dive a little bit into, you know, let's get, get nitty-gritty and let it flow, you know what I mean? So, um, when did we first meet? Um that must have been summer 2017 um when i came to iceland with my car and decided to stay here for undetermined time it ended up being 6 months but i was like okay i'm going to i'm going to go there cuz i've been to i had been to iceland two times but this time I was like i'm going to make it work i'm going to you know make what work Iceland, living in Iceland, or just try it. And I just had a one-way ticket. Mm. It's been three years, man. More than three years. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I think like we're just getting started. Oof, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But wh- why Iceland? Um, I've, I've always been drawn to moving abroad. Um, there... I, I like Belgium for many things, but I felt it wasn't really uh, my place to, yeah. to, to really grow. Um, and I tried living in Austria for six months. I had a girlfriend there. Um, but that didn't work out, not only the relationship, but in, in that city. Um, I really liked the city, but it just wasn't working. And it, there was no future there, uh, work-wise and stuff. 
and uh, I was a bit lost. I didn't know where to go. So I just went back to Belgium where like I have all the support. And um, my, my ex-girlfriend always talked about this festival, music festival in Iceland, Iceland Airwaves. And she always described it as like, oh, I had an epic experience there meeting all these new people and like the vibes. And I was just like meeting new people. That's exactly what I need to do. Right so now. she was referring to Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did exactly what she did was go to the festival in Iceland. And I didn't know much about Iceland. I thought it was just some people on some green landscapes with sheep around and herding the sheep and wearing woolen sweaters. I didn't know anything about waterfalls <laughs> or glaciers. Like the whole world probably knew already about all that shit, but I didn't know anything about it. Which is hilarious when you think about your last uh, project that you were doing over the weekend with uh, filming that that uh, commercial, which was actually about Icelandic wool sweaters in Thorsmark. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Although a lot more epic landscapes uh, oh, in the yeah. background. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, comes around now. Circle is complete now. Yeah. So how long? So how long ago was that that you, that you were talking with this, this this girl and, um, like before we met, like it's like, well that was like, like let's say in the three years before 2015. So that must have been, yeah, 2013, 14. Mm. That she talked about it I, while we were in a relationship. She actually went to Airwaves. So I I I, I saw her coming back and like telling the stories. Right, and then in 2015, I I bought a festival pass uh, with a flight, and went to Iceland, and I did I did meet a lot of great people, exactly what I wanted, and I immediately felt like I like this vibe here, I like the people, I like the flow, um, and um, yeah, I met, I met one of my best friends on on the first day uh, that I was in Iceland, and um, yeah, that was a. Uh, it was a pretty awesome experience, and I wanted more. I extended my trip and did uh, a trip around the ring road with uh, Joe, the best friend I met on the first day. Um, and who's we, now your your one of your best friends or your best friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like we have a bromance. Uh, we mm. go way back. Yeah, but it's we, very romantic. I like it. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. mm. Joe's yeah, an awesome human. He's he's pretty amazing. And for the, for those you know who don't know what Iceland Airways is, is a music festival huge here in Iceland. Kind of is our oldest one, and people come from all over the world. Many people be coming like many many numerous times just to go to the festival and haven't even checked out Iceland yet. And exactly. it's usually around the first weekend of of November, you know, and and or in the winter time, and and uh, so it's cool how that connects all. Yeah, together. it's it's like um, the whole town is the festival. So all the concert, like Reykjavik. Reykjavik's not a fucking town. Uh, To me, it's a a bit of a town. Shut the fuck up. It's like a a little village. (laughs) A little village. But like, it's amazing because like everybody on the street To me, Brussels is is a chocolate factory. We have more than one chocolate factory. (laughs) Yeah, but the whole city is not a city. To me, it's a chocolate factory. I get you. I get (laughs) you. No, Reykjavik is amazing. Um, And... uh, it's just it's amazing to see that like the whole town is at the festival. Everybody you meet on a street is like on their way to a concert in a pub or in the big venues. And like you you're immediately in that space with all these people and you just explore. And uh Yeah. Right. Airwaves. That was my, my way into Iceland. It was right. uh, pretty amazing. That's cool. I, I mean, okay. So let's let's segue a little bit if if you're open to it. But like, you, so what your main focus is? You're a you're a filmmaker or a videographer or a photographer or you're a Land Rover liver or what like van lifer or you know no nomadic non non definable or you know what's what's going on? You know, like who's who's Frank frames things? Frank frames things. Well, the last thing you said, non definable, is maybe what I've been living the last couple of years. Uh, but I'm a bit of all of those things you mentioned. Um, I, I studied at a film school, so for me it's very difficult to technically agree with the term filmmaker because I've never worked with film, like celluloid. Um, but you could say that I'm a filmmaker. Um, Which is what? Cel- celluloid? celluloid is like the old, like, you know, like the, 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 the analog way of filmmaking. You know, mm. like the role of film that passes by the, the lens. And ah, right. Like not digital, 
so I so for me it's like incorrect to say I'm a filmmaker because I don't work with film but I think in general this term has been accepted as you do stuff with video or film so video is like the word for the for the digital version that's mm. like film and video but isn't, so, mo- isn't it all digital today or mostly digital today yeah exactly except for some hipsters who really want to uh, film on film mm-hmm. um, but uh, but filmmakers sound sexy definitely like it sounds more awesome than videographer um, mm-hmm. but uh, I I I guess I'm more of like a visual audiovisual artist. So what I do is I I make videos. I tell stories through videos, through images. So I do a little bit of photography as well, which is very similar, but it's just one picture, but it's also about making a story in a picture. And so what I do with video uh, for myself is telling stories through videos, but I also work as a filmmaker or videographer uh, so that means I will tell company stories or messages through video, right? And I think I'm I'm pretty good at it. I think uh, it's weird for me to say that, um, like I'm good at it, but I have to learn to do that. I have to learn to own it. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm a filmmaker, right? I'm a photographer, right? Which is like I've I've for a long time I've never done. I, when somebody said like, "Oh, you're a photographer," I'm like, "Yeah, like at my pictures, you know." But I'm not a photographer because like, I'm I'm not like skilled in studio shoots or skilled in this and that. And I always saw like, "Oh, when you're a photographer, you need to like be all of that, and then you can claim that title." Mm-hmm. But what's your opinion on like? Because we can see it a lot today, you know, especially like in the digital you know, creative artist or visual artist, you know, genre, you know, a lot of people, you can see people call themselves a photographer when like, then there's also a different spectrum, whereas people that study photography, like in school, Mm -hmm. you know, like you went to film school and then somebody else, you know, you, you know, we both know a lot of people that work in that, in that field, in that area. Um, and then somebody, who's just really good on the camera and hasn't gone to, you know, school to learn it, you know, and doesn't know how to work maybe the film and all that, but it's just really good at doing what they do. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, you see an Instagram program, you know, profile where you see like a course online or anything like that. And it says like photographer, but this person might not have studied photography at all, but they're actually really good at like knowing how to do it though. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I, I actually also know, a lot of people that have like studied photography and worked as photographers for years. And my aunt, my mom's sister, she's, she, she has a doctorate in photography and and has been teaching in, you know, over the U S and in Iceland and and stuff like that. So like, what do you, what do you feel about like, where's your stance? You know, how do you see Mm -hmm. that spectrum of like those who are self-diagnosed photographers or filmmakers or, you know, what, whatnot? And those who have actually studied to do it, and now, and it's I like your opinion because you have a degree in you know film. Yeah, well, I think um, I, well, my opinion is that you can't um, study to become an artist. You you can't study to be a filmmaker. You can't study to be a photographer. It's a tool. It's a, it's a good base. So I'm very grateful that I've studied film and I know a lot of technical stuff about it. You can ask me anything and, and I might know. I'm not, not going to say I know everything. And um, I'm, I'm very happy that I have that base, that knowledge of the tools I'm using. I know how a camera works. I know how it picks up the light and how it transfers it, how it saves it. Very technical stuff, which is very important as well to know what you can do with these tools or what your limits are. But then again, it can also be very limiting when you're too focused on the technicalities and when you want to create art uh, or want to be where, where, when you want to be creative, you got to sometimes like uh, break the rules and you got to go create. And, and so I think it's a very good base to have the technical skills but sometimes artists just need to create and and make something 
and it needs to come from the heart. Um, so you, you should not forget about that when you've studied is that it's not all about the technicalities. Um, it still needs to come, there still needs to be a story. There still needs to be an emotion. So I don't um, put people in different boxes or give them different names because they've studied or not. I think somebody who calls himself a photographer or people call a person a photographer because they've made really great artwork through photography is good enough. I don't think you need a degree or a title. Um, right. That's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just... I'm I'm just really curious because I, 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 I hear you, you know, like I think like creating art, I was, I was thinking like while you were talking, I was like, it's kind of like, let's say, let's take a sport for instance. I know you're huge, huge, you know, sport, sports fan. Yeah, exactly. You, lo you love your, uh, <laughs> you love your uh, curling and yeah. um, <clears throat> that's a joke. Uh, but in the sense of like, let's say there's a football player, you know, like you have professional athletes in any sport or let's just say football, for example. And, you know, like, but when you start in youth, there's a lot of people that, you know, train and train and train. And then as you get older, you know, the best, you know, kind of become the professionals. It doesn't necessarily mean, in many cases, it means like, of course, a lot of people put a lot of into their, their like practice, mm -hmm. you know, but, the ones who succeed are the ones who are gifted with talent. Yeah. And, uh, and then those who become like the, the, the best yeah. are the ones that are gifted with talent and put in the fucking work. Mm. Um, but then the whole genre of that sport, just one sport of all the, the sports, the people that drop out that really put a lot of work into it and like work and work and work, but they just don't have that. They just don't have that physical capability, mm -hmm. which is like the art in the, in the photography or, or creative sign. <clears throat> is they'll end up becoming coaches or they'll be like agents or they'll be like managers of clubs or like head of like, you know, like player transfers and all this kind of stuff. Cause it's, it's, it's a huge, huge industry, everything like, yeah. like sports. And then like, we're talking about now, like the creative arts and, and because like I say, my aunt takes amazing photo photos uh, and she's very artistic in her, in her the way she does it and she's also like very different you know generation uh but i can feel like she she like she she's not like being like really trying to get her photo photography out there mm -hmm. but she really loves like sharing it with others and hence she teaches yeah you know i mean i think you you already um said it there um you said professional footballer or you could say professional photographer right right um <clears throat> I I I think that it doesn't matter what level or skill you are at. It's something you do. If you love playing football and you play it every week, every day, uh, you play it in a team, or you don't even play it in a team. You just play in the garden uh, by yourself or with your kids. Like if you really enjoy doing that, and that's a thing you do, you are a footballer. Mm. But the 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 difference is like in that other word, professional, is this, maybe this is what we sometimes need to add to this title is like, like, are you a photographer? Or are you a professional photographer? You're a professional photographer when you make your, when you, when you make your living out of photography. But, um, my, my little cousin who picks up a camera every fucking day and takes a picture is a photographer. Right. I mean, why, why is that person not a photographer or why is, um, your little brother who plays football every day, why is he not a footballer? Because he's maybe he doesn't have, even if he doesn't have the talent, he might be really shit. But if you enjoy doing that, you can sort of say, I'm a footballer. I'm a photographer. I'm right. a runner. Mm -hmm. Maybe the slowest runner in the whole world, but you're a runner because you yeah. run. Yeah. Run forest. Yeah. Yeah. No, true. It's interesting. It's a, it's a cool. I like it. I, it's it's an interesting topic. It's it, but it's all. If you talk about the arts, it's this ultimate um, dilemma or question. Not, yeah, more like a question that nobody can answer, and people discuss about endlessly, and we will never know an answer. What is art? Right. And 
my opinion is that art is art when people see what you make as art. But I think right now as well is like if you see your work as art for yourself, not oh like you know I'm an artist. I make art because you do it that people are gonna label it art. That's a bit different. But if you yourself you make something for yourself, photos and you hang them on the wall in your house, you can call that art. And that's art to you. And maybe you don't like those pictures and you think they're not art because they're uh, like kitsch or maybe they're not good enough or whatever, but you're entitled to, to not see that as art, right? And this is that ultimate question, what is art? Well, art is uh, just if you, if you see it as art, it's art. If you go to a museum and there's a Picasso, some people call it art, some people don't call it art. And everybody's like free to to do that. Mm. What's your ultimate? If you would say, what's your ultimate form of art? My, like like artistic expression. What what is like the the kind of pinnacle of it? What's the highest peak of like how you express it as a human? In, of, in like life? what my art would be, or art in general. Both. Just what is art to you? Like more of like to me like i'm just saying to give you like where i'm coming from is to me art is how i express my human experience in an artistic form when an artistic is like i can be artistic in the way i structure my life like how i make an income how i make like how my love life is or my personal life is and you know like that's an art of yeah. making that into an artistic expression of being alive being creative with that you know because we tend to go into like yeah okay no i'm gonna be a banker i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna mm -hmm. be you know whatever you know or i'm gonna be a photographer i'm gonna go to school here and study this yeah but maybe what we're looking at right now is generations of like people have so many talents and and it's more freedom to live your life as being a creation I just wanted to see like what, where you're at with like your art and mm. your art of being alive. Hmm. Well, it's, it's a process. It's not something that's already defined, I think. But what I focus on is storytelling. Um, the way I look at art uh, and the way I appreciate art, any form, is when you get a story across. And you use a medium like photography or or a book or video to tell your story. Or a podcast. Or a podcast. There you go. Um, but I, I find that very important when I look at art. Um, there's amazing photos, but and especially nowadays with Instagram, there's a lot of people making photos. And, and what really um, catches my attention is when I can feel that something is being told through that photo. And we have, because we have so much photos going around now, um, I feel that a lot of people are just creating nice pictures that look nice. And it's great. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say that's less or more. But in, like, I appreciate it more when I feel that there is story or emotion. It doesn't have to be a big story. You know, it could just be an expression of an emotion and that's I feel that that is important so what's your story Frank my story oof it's probably easier for somebody like you on the outside to see my story more clearly um I'm not sure if I know my story but is it is it easier for me to see it um I mean it's easier because I don't have to take any responsibility for it yeah, yeah it's easy yeah but it's not up to me. No, and you probably see a different story than what I see. But does my my seeing of your story matter? Um, no, I guess not. But does it? Um, well, I tend to do that. Uh, I tend to care a lot, maybe too much about how people see my story um, and what their opinion is about. 
how, what their opinion is on on that. And maybe this is why I can't define my story because I am um, focused too much on how my story is being interpreted. So I might create my story more. I mean, this could also be my sort of like, because of my profession, um, which is, I can't find the words for it right now, but um, like, um, yeah. I know the words in Dutch, or I don't, I can't remember right now. What are the words in Dutch? I don't speak so much Dutch anymore. It's like far away. Um, beroepsmisvorming. There we go. Found it. Beroepsmisvorming is basically like your your. I I don't know if there's a word in English, but I'll try to describe. It's basically you your craft that you do is kind of you use it where you're not necessarily supposed to use it. Right. So that's what I'm trying to say is that like I'm a storyteller and I'm um what I try to do is is um create the perfect story, right? If I make a commercial or something for a client, I'll make the perfect version of that story to sell their story. I mean that's that's what I do. I take their story and I just present it as perfect as possible. And so this is what I do then with my life as well is I try to tell the perfect story of my life rather than telling my story. Mm. And this is Burup's misforming is, you know, is when you can't let go of your craft. Right. What would be a direct translation of that word? Um, Baruch is what? Baruch is job. Baruch, okay. And misforming hmm. okay. is misforming, like misformation. Yeah, yeah. Or is it? I'm, I'm curious. Um, yeah, when it's sort of like when something is. Hmm. I'm gonna have to look that up. Thank, thank you, internet. Maybe there is a word. The internet is a great thing. But then again, we we've we've experienced this um, yesterday as well when we were out working, um, and you guys were talking Icelandic and I don't speak Icelandic, and then you were like translating the story, but you couldn't translate that one word, um, and you tried. We all tried to find the word, but there's just no exact same word for that thing. Yeah, because it's like a, it's an, a, it's just an expression of something that exists in, in our our human communication, right? mm-hmm. and also it can be so cultural, you know. But I was, it, it, we had a really tough time with that yesterday, you know, like how to, how to see. Uh, mm. Well, translated, it would be professional deformity, but I don't know if that really translates what it is. Mm. It's like a, it's like a cook a chef who works every day as a chef and then at at the home at home he'll be making something for the family and it's going to be like the simplest dish ever potatoes and some and a steak or and some veggies but he'll like he can't just do it the simple way because of his craft he will turn everything into like the ultimate thing and make it too complicated yeah, or like, or even oh. more connected to what people, uh, what people experience, is everybody takes pictures on their phone, um, and a phone picture or you know, a candid shot or even like a story on Instagram, is very candid. You just catch that moment and it's very authentic. But like a photographer will always try to like perfect it. They can't just let go of their craft. They really have to make a photograph in that candid shot mm. and it's nice it's nice but sometimes it can sort of like like make it what it shouldn't be mm. yeah so you can say it could or it gets in your way right yeah and I going back to 
um, your question is, I think that sometimes gets into my way, mm -hmm. um, into telling my story. So I skip the honesty and I try to perfect that story. Right. So your story so far, as as we've uh, you know kind of uh, accomplished so far in this this podcast is. You were in Belgium, and then you moved. You had a girlfriend, and then you moved to to Vienna. Yeah. And you had this calling for something different, and she had gone to Iceland, and you were kind of inspired to go, and thought everybody was in wool sweaters and eating shark, and <laughs> and once a year they would listen to really great international music yeah. at the Iceland Airways, and then once you came here, what happened? Um. Like I said, I liked the vibe of the people. I liked the way people were living their lives. The 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 calmness of of being in a in a space that's not so crowded, not the pressure of Central Europe or the West of go 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 go, and that doesn't work with me so well. And a lot of Icelanders are very creative. It's amazing to like discover that there's so much great music coming from Iceland um, and even even sports like now we have this whole generation who's like super into sports and are really good at it the footballers uh, we got the, the the male football team but we got the female footballers as well in Iceland who are doing really well yeah, they were like 20 years ahead of the of the men's team yeah if not more I don't know exactly where why that is um but I guess in Iceland, you guys are are really focused on on uh, keeping the kids busy um, when they're young in all these different activities. Um, it's, it might be because like there's harsh winters in Iceland, and you got to keep yourself busy. I don't know. Maybe you know more about it. But I, f I find it very I found it very interesting. It felt like the space I uh, I had to be in. Um, if I wanted to continue being creative, having all these creative people around and having all that like new influence, new inspiration, people mm -hmm. doing something different. I feel when I'm in, in Belgium, we have a really good scene for, for video making. Um, but it's most of the time it's like one direction. Mm. And, uh, and I, I like to be inspired by different ways of doing things. Right. But it's interesting to me because like I obviously I'm I'm an Icelander and uh the culture here to me is go go go. Mm. It's go go go. And it's just like always creating and here like people have like two to six jobs or like two jobs and going to university and creating a, a startup, you know, so it's very go 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 inside the Icelandic culture. Yeah. And I started you know, kind of like, because you're coming to a new space, you know, where you have more freedom and it's very far away from, you know, where you've normally been. Like, of course, like going from, you know, uh, Belgium to, to Vienna, you know, is, is a change. Uh, also, just in a very big metropolitan city. You know, I think like the uniqueness of Iceland is like whether you're in Reykjavik, you know, uh, it just takes 10 minutes or you can just like drive, like you can walk one minute from downtown and you're looking at like epic mountains in like, and you're by the ocean. And, and, um, so like, it's a difference coming somewhere being, you know, from like metropolitan Europe and coming to a European city all the way up, you know, hmm. by the Arctic, you know, where, uh, you also don't have as big of a network. So like you're not as pulled into like the go, go, go of the Icelanders. And like you came into like, you, you meet Joe, you know, Joe Shutter, uh, you know, who's a creative here, you know, and you get more space for your craft yeah, and more kind of freedom, I guess, for expression of your life art. Yeah. And something I noticed in the last years, a big difference between Belgium, for example, and Iceland in the creative industry is there is a bit more freedom in I would say judgment because if if you are creative in Belgium um, and you want to be professional at it it's like you you know 
you're living from it or you're not sort of like you are when you're living and um uh when, when i saw artists in iceland a good friend of me Sela, she's a scriptwriter and um and an actress and she was working like a complete different job she was working at a pharmacy um and i was like whoa are you allowed to do that like in myself i was thinking are you like are you not judged like because in, <laughs> in 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 my culture in belgium it's sort of it sort of translates into oh you haven't made it you know mm, right because like you're working as a waiter while trying to be a filmmaker like you haven't made it yet and sounds like every hollywood story yeah 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 but, but yeah. like i feel here there's no judgment in that mm -hmm. you can do your craft and and you'll be respected for your craft that you do but nobody cares if you're really making a living out of it or not mm. so more what more human or something or what i guess yeah yeah it creates freedom because um i guess there's a lot of pressure as well in in europe in belgium that you know you got to make a living um or why are you wasting your time on being creative you know shouldn't you get a job a friend of mine he 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 studied editing with me and um he had a lot of pressure from his family like shouldn't you get a serious job shouldn't you get a serious what are you doing like how much are you making and there's this big pressure of like you need to make it in life and 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 like do you then have time to explore in the creative world because you need to develop there and it takes time to really turn it into a business right that makes sense that then you're very drawn to iceland you know since how you describe it like you get all that freedom yeah now what do you do with that freedom mm -hmm. but what's been going on for the last year like you You've been living in your landy, you, you know, you have a Land Rover Defender, beautiful rig, you know, completely custom made for for yourself where you can, you know, you, you have a, even, a, even a heater in there. So you made it into, it's essentially, you know, a home on wheels. It's, it's a Defender, you know, RV. And, uh, exactly. It's, it's the home on wheels, which gives a lot of freedom or gave a lot of freedom to me because um i can i can fully commit to what i want to do and i don't have to pay rent sort of like that you know if i if i can't pay rent i can at least live in my car and travel around um which i enjoy doing um and uh i've i've I haven't been doing it like full time for the last two years but i've had some periods where I was for six months living in the van um, and I was definitely enjoying it, but there comes struggle with it as well. Um, there's limitations and, and life is a bit different. Um, so I've gone back to renting a place. Um, I've gone back to Belgium for a little while. I uh, came back this summer and right now I'm came actually back to Iceland this summer. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, at the moment, let's say officially, I'm living in my van since I don't have a fixed place. Um, I'm very grateful that you let me stay here sometimes uh, while we hang out. Um, but I don't have a place to go back to. Um, and um, I'm, I'm actually trying to change that right now because I feel that that is missing. The van life is really cool. It's very hip. I'm not necessarily doing it because it's hip, but it lined up with my lifestyle. Um, but I, I feel it's becoming a struggle because I'm always on the move. I mean, it's legendary, dude. You, you, you completely changed your rig into a Landy, you know, RV, and you lived through an Icelandic winter in it. It's fucking epic, you know. And hats off to you. Uh, I don't know where the fuck you got that crazy idea, you know, but you know mm. it was it's legendary bro and 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 I can see it as a friend I'm like, wow, well, I'm very proud of you that you did that you know yeah. and and um but i 
like how does it feel now like not having like your own place in your own space because like also like renting like a room or something like that it's like yeah it's a little bit like more your space you know and more stability but like not having your own like home yeah do you know what I mean like what how do you feel man yeah I, I, I feel I'm missing that right now like right now is a time that I I, I need that um because like I said you're always on the move I I trying to find like coffee shops to to go to and work at and not having to worry about like electricity I do have enough electricity in the car I could work in the car but it doesn't it's like it's so small my bed is my couch is my kitchen is my workspace so it's your bedroom yeah no nobody can like it's your love shack no yeah nobody can come it's your hanky panky oh yeah Oh, but that that's gonna be some stories for another podcast, right? Yeah, no, but like, um, um, I think everyone will struggle with that if you have to do everything in that one space. You want to have a separate bedroom because you just want to sleep in that room because the vibe of that room is your sleeping room, and you shouldn't be watching TV in your sleeping room. You shouldn't be eating in your sleeping room, um, because it's then then it all like sort of like flows in that one space and it does it's not defined as like now i'm gonna do this or now i'm gonna do that so a big struggle with not working at an office or um and just working at home or working in coffee shops is that you don't have this defined space to go to and like i'm gonna work now you know sometimes i miss sort of the space of a nine to five or just work in a production company because it's like, okay, I'm going to go in there at nine or 10 in the morning and I'm going to be working for eight hours and I'm dedicated with that time to work on that thing. And then I'll close the computer and go home and go do something else. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is now really like disturbing my flow because I'm doing everything at the same time. Um, and I, I need to create a space where I can focus on work. It's not necessarily that I need a space to be home at, um, to have a bed, but that's definitely more comfortable. But I need those defined spaces. All right, interesting. So you you don't feel that like having Frank space, like just because like yeah, productivity and creating and like I'm gonna grind and everything like that. You know, we obviously talk a lot about that, just like when we're one on one, and we talk about all aspects of you know our experiences as friends and um what like i'm i'm really interested in like that aspect of like having your own space like not just to like work better you know because like what about that like frank like frank's space like that that space that sacred frank space for frank Regardless yeah. of photography, filmmaking, firekeeping, documentary making, podcasting, you know, whatever that yeah. frank space for that frank who has emotions, who has needs, who needs nourishment, who needs, you know, emotional stability for himself and healing and and empowerment and you know, yeah. is is that not any any part of it? That like, is there nothing like that that calls you to to create that space, or is it just like? Definitely, because there needs to be a place where I can go to when I just want to be by myself. And everybody needs time for themselves. And when you when you live on the road, you live in the van, um, you're always in somebody else's space. Like, I'm here, I'm in your space. Um, I can, of course, do some work for myself or focus. I can journal, but I'm not 100% in that space, so I'm not... It's it's I can't focus a hundred percent because I'm also here for you. Like this is not my house. I'm not supposed to be living here beside you. Like if I'm here, I'm with you. Um, if I'm in a coffee shop, there's a plenty of people around. If I stay at other friends, there's always somebody else. And I that's maybe like something I should try to change. But um, I tend to always think about the people around me as like. I need to entertain them or I need to be 
there for them constantly when I'm, I'm around these people. So I definitely, I, I need to get my own space because I'm always otherwise in people's space. And I'm not saying that that's not possible in van life, but I would say van life in Iceland is a bit different because the because of the weather, um, because of the, the cold. Um, I can't just go to a beach in Spain or Portugal and camp there for a week and just have my own space, which is which still wouldn't be exactly my space. Um, or it's that other people are able to do that and they work perfect in that environment in creating their own space and van life. But I feel I'm I'm not making that work. Mm-hmm. I could, I could, like what I said, even if it's harsh winters and, and cold weather and crazy winds in Iceland, I could still go to the beach and camp there for a week um, and create my own space. But I'm starting to discover that that's not working out for me. Mm. So you kind of like over the van life or like at least for the time being? Or? Yeah, I think I rather want to go back to the, like where it originated, where it, where it started with the van life was that it was a thing I did on trips to go explore. So I, I built this, I built the rig, the the Landy, Foxy Landy, that's her name. Foxy um, Landy. Yeah, she's very foxy. She's very foxy. Um, Just got her nails done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She always gets like paint job. these nice upgrades. Mm-hmm. You know, gets her hair done, gets her nails done, you know. Um, you really treat her very well. I treat her very well. It's, she's my lover. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, maybe there's no space for another relationship in my life because she's the one. Um, I'm joking. But um, what are you? Nah, time for a change. Time for a change. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, like originally, I bought the, I, I bought this car to go explore, um, and to um, and and I built it in a camp camping setup um, because I really felt like it. I thought that was amazing. I always wanted to do that. Um, and in the beginning, I came with the car to Iceland and I actually moved into a place. So it wasn't like supposed to be like 100% van life. Um, and I'm very, very happy that it gave me the possibility to sometimes go full van life, um, just where my life was going and it fit. Um, but it's more comfortable when it's an option rather than the only thing that I have. Because I love van life. Every time, even though I want to end van life, every time I park my car somewhere, get ready for bed, put the curtains up, make it cozy, you know, do some reading or watch some Netflix before I go to sleep, I'm like, oh yeah, this is my this is my space. I like this. Right. So I'm I'm I I don't necessarily want to give that up yet, but it's it's it, it it cannot be the only place anymore like what's the dream what's the dream next steps what's the dream the, yeah. um the dream for life would be to create my own space like have a house um and like yeah build build a house not literally build a house but build my house my space to live in um and have everything what i need that's also what I have now with van life is like, it's everything I need. I have electricity, I have a kitchen, you know, everything is in that car, what I need. But I like to upgrade that to a nicer, bigger space at some point. Mm-hmm. And like, I can always go back to that, you know, have a house where I can just be. You know, right. if I feel shit, I can just go home and make myself dinner. Yeah, and have like dirty underwear and unwashed, you know, dishes and or whatever. Like just like sometimes you need that space where you kind of just like, no, I don't feel like doing anything, even for like two, three days. Yeah, you know. But I can imagine like doing that in the car for two, three days is next to impossible. Do you know what I mean? It's very tricky. Yeah, you're always like even dirty underwear that's gonna be like in your bed, exactly, or like on your steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah or like you know what I mean. So it's like <laughs> completely different. Uh, and I just wanted to ask you because like now we're. Or you are, sorry, not we are, sorry. Uh, you are actually thinking of 
selling the landy, mm-hmm. you know, and you've even, you know, put it up for sale, you know, for a price that's very, very fair for that, for that setup. And, and, um, but like, what brings you to that point? Like with full honesty, what brings you to that point? Because it sounds like it. And, and, you know, we've spoken numerous times, like what that landy means to you. Do you know what I mean? So, and, and all it's given to you, like the freedom and, and the adventures and the friendships and just the, even the friendship that you have, that bond, that love that you have for Foxy. You know what I mean? So what brings you to this point? I can just imagine that it's like not an easy deci- decision for you to like even just put it out there that it's for sale, n- not that's actually selling it, but just like actually putting it out there like, okay, I'm open to selling it like that. That is a really big deal. You know, so like what brings you to that point? Why would you do it? And why are you doing it? And what, wh- and why, why is it hard? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely, definitely hard um, to let go because like that's me, you know, that's my lifestyle. Like Foxy and me, that's me. You know, everybody knows me for me with that defender with the sheep skull on the front and and uh, she goes everywhere I go, uh, which is really nice. You know, it's like having a companion, like a dog or something. Um, but I started feeling that it became too much me. That object was me. And I'm in general, I'm not a person who attaches too much to objects. So it's a bit weird that I do attach to this one big thing. Um, but... What the the big reason for change is that I realized that I was sort of stuck in a loop um, and I didn't feel like I was really growing in a way that I wanted to grow and so this lifestyle and this and this epic car sort of held me in that cycle um, that was hard to break out of that's exactly why it's also very hard to let go not only because it's like um, an epic rig, an epic car. I uh, put a lot of work in it, but it's it's letting go of a lifestyle, letting go of a thing I've lived for the last three years. But what creates the situation that you're trying to let it go? Or like you're open to it now? Um, well, I, I realized while I was spending the, the winter during the pandemic in Belgium, uh, I was I was mostly working on my car there. Um, I have the space there and my family to work on the car, and I really wanted to be in Iceland. Like Iceland is my home now, and especially during the pandemic, I was like, well, I want to be there. Also, because there was a bit more freedom in the pandemic here than in in Belgium, but I was not in my space. I was. And if in in such a time you want to be in your space, you want to be in your environment. So I really wanted to get back to Iceland, but I had to finish the work I was doing or planning to do on the car before I could go. And I was realizing this is limiting me. Like this car was my freedom. And this winter my my car was like ball and chain. I couldn't go where I wanted to go. Because it was like you had to fix some stuff and everything like that, but what a key ingredient that's missing for context of this is finance. Yes. Um, for like somebody listening in is like, well, why don't you just work and pay the job and rent a room, you know, and, and own the rig? Like, why sell it? Why is that a? Because like you know, like <clears throat> like we've talked so many times, you know, like and it, and 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 it, you're you're torn, you know, understandably. But a lot of people are like, why, what's the big deal? You know, like, why not just keep it and just work more? And, or, you know, whatever. Like, it's like, like money's falling from trees and, or whatever it may be. And, and, and I'm not saying that's an obstacle. I'm saying, like, but you're also, you know, very dedicated to your craft, which is, mm-hmm. you know, being a visual creator. Yeah. And the struggle is real. You know, that, yeah. you know, finance is not always there. Like, you were talking about your friend. Um, that writes scripts, you know, and she still works, you know, another job to support it just to get by. 
So just to give the context of it, like what what's also like the financial, like what's what's it's it's a dynamic situation, and for you it's a big huge step just to do that. You know what I mean? So like, and and I think one of the hardest things that we go through as humans in our journey is when we're making a big change that's for ourselves and our closest don't necessarily even understand the basis of why we're doing it because we don't all live in the same parameters of finance, spiritual space, emotional space, you know, consciousness. So, um, Yeah, like I don't necessarily see finance as a big reason but it's, it definitely is because I could, I could do it like a job on the side and make it work this way, which I'm doing right now. Um, at the moment I could say like, okay, I could keep the car and I could survive. It's not necessarily at this moment that I need to sell it to be able to pay my food, but it is, um, like I said, this is this sort of circle that I'm in with this car is um, that I get pulled into that all the time as like, oh, like I want to get my own place. But then I'm like, oh, I can't afford it. I'm just going to live in the van. Right. So I'll always go back to that. Right. And I, I don't grow because I don't create opportun other opportunities. Um, and I'm desperately trying to make it work that way. And now when, when I decided to put the car for sale, um, I, I was excited when I made that move, when I really decided like, okay, here it is, buy it. Um, and that excitement was mostly me suddenly thinking of all these possibilities that would suddenly be available of like, wait, I can do life different. I could like, I could close that chapter and start something new with this and not be thinking oh i wish i wish i had a house or i wish i had a new camera but i can't afford it right now um so i'm just gonna keep doing what i do and i i like that you mentioned the word struggle um i don't believe that artists need to struggle there's this, there's this big thing that people think artists need to struggle. Um, and you need to like live for your craft and you need to be poor. You know, like the, the, I always have this vision or this, this image of like French writers who like can barely eat. They're like super skinny, living in some shit home. Uh, but they're writing, you know, and the writing is epic. Yeah, right. Right. And, so I, I believed in that idea that you need to like struggle for 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 your craft, and I think struggle is the wrong thing. It should it should be grind grinding. You want to grind for your craft, you know. It's not struggling. Mm -hmm. So you could you could look at the the French writer in his room with like a candle because he can't afford electricity for light. Like you could see that as a struggle when it's becoming a struggle, but you'd also see that as a grind. It's, it's part of getting to where you want to go, but you decide to do that. You decide to be in that space and you enjoy that space. Um, but when you're suffering, like there's, there's great art being created from suffering, but I don't believe that if you're really suffering that you can focus fully on your craft or on creating. Mm -hmm. um, so. Unless your artistic expression, artistic expression is that. Is that struggle. Is yeah. That struggle. But then it's, <laughs> but then, but then that's, that's part of the narrative. Mm -hmm. While if the struggle is not part of the narrative of, or part of the art you create, like I'm not creating art from struggle. So why am I struggling? Mm -hmm. Right, and you you know I'm such a enthusiast of the grind. I'm yeah. a grinder. I grind everything through. You know, I'll just go grind it out, and I and I love it. You know, and and I well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm just thinking, like, so because it was so interesting to hear you say, like, from survive, 
And it sounds like the decision or like the possibilities of that selling the car due to the situation that like you're in right now is like you want to switch your grind from a survive grind to a thrive grind. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Because like, yeah, I mean, you can still continue to grind and but you're you know that your grind is going to be a lot tougher with keeping the car versus selling the car using that equity and building a completely new environment mm-hmm. and possibly buying a new one or like a new type of car even yeah. you know uh to thrive mm-hmm. uh, like a level up you know um, and and then like what we were talking about before, how that doesn't really register where everything, when your identity is really being around it, like Foxy has her own Instagram page, you know yeah. what I mean? Deservingly. Yeah. You know. But like grind, or at least how I see it, is grinding is dedicating all you do to get to that goal you have, mm-hmm. right? You're like skipping fun things that could be fun, to focus on like no I, I if i really want to go there i gotta work every day if i'm not working every day you're not going to get there right so it of course if i let foxy go i'm giving up something i really like in life the car but also the adventures that i will go on with this car and it's not that i'm sick of these adventures i'm going to miss those adventures but those adventures are not part of my grind. It sounds like you've already made a decision. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still go back and forth, but 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 it's it but it's exactly because of that. It's hard because like it's you're gonna have to give up something fun, and it's 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 I guess for everyone always going to be like that. You of course rather wanna be out with your boys on Friday night, uh, watching the game. And eating pizza or whatever, like everybody loves <laughs> to do so that. Frank. Yeah. Uh, having a pizza with the boys or watching the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's totally not me. Um, but um, but like everybody has these things, you know, that they would rather want to do. Yeah. Like yeah. who doesn't want to lay in bed all day and watch netflix it's epic like it's entertaining it's it's fun it's easy right it's easy but if if you really want something to achieve a certain thing um and you really need to want it otherwise it doesn't make sense doing the grind if you really want that then you will have to but you're also willing to make the sacrifices i think that yeah that's very important and that's exactly my situation right now is i am of course i want to cruise around in the highlands and piss away my money on the fuel that this beast consumes it's not that bad but there's all all the extra costs of maintenance um damn it's fun like i would do it every day all day um, if that would be my my goal, and I would achieve in the future, if I would achieve something in the future with doing that, it makes fucking sense. Like, if I would be a landscape photographer in Iceland, like I would be every day, all day, in the car. I would be living in the car just to get that picture. But I'm mm. not that. That's not my goal. I'm not a landscape photographer. So. I gotta change the game a little bit, um, and I gotta make a sacrifice. Mm. Right. So it's sometimes hard to, for other people to understand. Like, why are you giving that up? It's your dream, or it's other people's dream to do that. Oh yeah, well, I have other dreams. Well, it was your dream, and you finalized it. You lived it, you know, and you're still living it, you know. So, like, hats off to you, you know. Like, awesome, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm. I'm we really have multiple dreams. Yeah, we all of them. Yeah, definitely, we all have multiple dreams, and you can't have everything at the same time. I have no idea if we can. You know, I think we can, We have a capacity of having a lot of dreams come into you know, you know, reality at the same time. But 
you know, at the same time, that also takes a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice of other things that create dreams that we didn't even know that we had. Yeah. There you go. Wait, I'm going to get my hammer and my nail and I'm going to put my hammer to work because we just fucking nailed it. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's a, it's a little corny, but I take it. Oh, my God. I love corny. Corny is the best. Dude, this was this is a really nice talk. Yeah, man, amazing. Thank you, you know, for sleeping in my house yesterday and being over. And thank you for being chatty this morning. So we had the perfect opportunity to record this genuine, authentic podcast, man. I honor you. I respect you. I love you, you know. And I'm just really happy for you as a human, regardless of whatever you do. And I'm grateful for you being in my space when you are thanks for having me in your space and i'm uh, i'm really excited to see you going on your journey um you've talked about in your previous previous podcast um about like the changes in your life and like as as a friend i'm really excited to see where you're going i'm really excited to see where this podcast goes so yeah and we oh. haven't even gotten to the documentary, man. Oh yeah, the documentary we're making. Oh, that's like, that's a you know, just podcast for another time. There you go. Yeah, man. Love you, bro. Yeah, love you too, man. I right, we out. Peace.